This week, India became the first nation to land an unmanned spacecraft near the South Pole of the Moon, a region of real scientific and strategic interest. The successful touchdown of the Chandrayaan-3 craft made India only the fourth nation to land on the Moon's surface. India's celebrations came just days after Russia's first moon mission in 47 years failed when its Luna 25 spacecraft crashed into the moon. Prime Minister Narendra Modi hailed the success on behalf of the entirety of humanity, but also called it a victory call for a new India. So what's the significance of this milestone on the moon for India, and how is India shaping up more broadly in the new multipolar space race? Dr Raji Rajagopalan is the Director of the Centre for Security, Strategy and Technology at the Observer Research Foundation in New Delhi. Dr Raji, welcome to Sunday Extra. Thanks so much for having me. Could you give us your take on what the significance of this moon landing is? It's a significant moment for India for a number of different reasons. First of all, for the Indian Civil Space Agency, the Indian Space Research Organization, because India did a Chandrayaan 2 in 2019. Yes. And that resulted in a hard landing. So the mission was only a partly a success, I would say. So this mission, getting it right, was absolutely important. Uh, even states that have been doing these missions in the past doesn't get it right. And Russia's Luna 25 is the most recent example. But it's also a validation of the many of the technologies that India has been developing for a few years in particular. It's also a maturation of the Indian space program because India traditionally did not focus on deep space missions or interplanetary missions such as Mangalyaan, the mission to Mars. India was traditionally focused on developing communication satellites or the Earth observation satellites because that was recognized as necessary for the social and development of the country. And now moving on to more pure space exploration missions. Could you elaborate a little bit more on what the significance of the landing on the South Pole of the Moon is? So India became the first uh, country to uh, reach uh, closer to the southern pole of the lunar surface. The southern pole of the moon is also cut off from the sun vastly and contains large chunks of frozen ice and so on and so forth. Extremely difficult to maneuver through and you don't have a direct view of that part of the moon surface. So it was critically challenging in a sense. But many countries are increasingly looking at, not just countries, there are several other private actors, industry players, who are looking at the southern pole exploration because of the potential vast water ice available in this part of the world, because many countries are also looking at some sort of uh, lunar habitation, want to explore the lunar surface even more thoroughly, but also to undertake more interplanetary missions from there. So this is becoming particularly important for a number of countries. In fact, Chandrayaan-1 in 2008 used a NASA instrument in order to confirm the presence of water molecules on the surface of the moon. So this is to, again, further that particular understanding, because once you have water, you can also convert that into hydrogen, which can then be used as a fuel to sustain your systems. And second, it can also be converted into oxygen. So India could have landed on any other part of the moon that has already been done by other countries. But India decided to do with the lunar, a polar surface of the moon, precisely because it is going to expand the understanding of the moon itself. 
Raji, in a piece for the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, you've written that India's space program is increasingly aligning with its national security aims, and in particular, its concerns regarding China. Could you elaborate on that a little bit for us? So, uh I would uh, start off by saying that, you know, outer space is no more immune to the politics and geopolitics that plays out on Earth. (laughs) Who would have thought? Exactly. Uh, So outer space has become one more domain where the terrestrial competition is playing out. The kind of competitive dynamics that we see between India and China, the US and China, US and Russia, all of that is now expanded to their next domain and we are playing it out there. But the fact is that space is already an extremely fragile environment. Unless we moderate the kind of activities that we engage in, sustainable use of space is not is a guaranteed thing. For instance, till about 2007 January, when China conducted its first successful anti-satellite test, we had seen an unwritten moratorium on anti-satellite tests when the US and Soviets decided that Conducting more and more anti-satellites is actually not a sustainable option if you want to be able to use space for a long time. They had come to this understanding. That unwritten moratorium was broken by China in January 2007 when it conducted its ASAT test. Since then, of course, the next year, U.S. conducted an ASAT test. The Chinese ASAT test did create new debates within India as to how India should respond to the destabilizing capabilities such as ASAT capabilities that exist now in the region and how India can protect its own assets. Um, So that actually produced a sort of a cohesive view within the country involving the political leadership, military leadership and the scientific technical leadership to say that we need to invest in capabilities that can protect our assets. So there was a search and development sanctioned for India to consider an ASAT capability. And a dozen years later, Prime Minister Modi gave the political go-ahead and India conducted its ASAT test in March 2019. Given the India-China relations, the state of the uh, relationship at this point of time uh, is far from a desired level of uh, cooperation or even the any stable relationship, I would say. We have been locked in a conflict for more than three years. Uh, there's an active life conflict at the border and uh, there has been no semblance of um, Sort of a, a sort of a, there's no return of to a normalcy at this point of time without any uh, without complete uh, sort of a, uh, back um, a troops moving up moving out and so on and so forth. So things aren't in a great place at this point of time between India and China, and this has also resulted in both sides upping the ante in terms of the kind of capabilities that been developed and whether India is conducting of the uh, Mangalyaan mission, the Mars mission in 2014. India became the first Asian country to demonstrate that particular capability. Again, I'm sure the even though uh, the Indian space leadership may not come out and say that we did that with an eye on China, but the reality is that it must have struck them absolutely, the political leadership for sure, that we are going to be the Asian first Asian country to demonstrate the capability because China had previously attempted a mass mission in partnership with Russia in 2011, and that was a failure. So we are sort of a back to demonstration of who's doing first what and so on and so forth. So that is one aspect. But second is counter space capability development. So countries are developing anti-satellite capabilities. Countries are developing uh, directed energy weapons, lasers, electronic warfare, cyber warfare in space. So all of these different means are being developed and potentially being used 
at least to test out the capability and also to send a political message to your opponent saying that I can inflict pain on you at a point of time that I will choose, maybe in the middle of a conflict. So given the insecurities that are prevailing in most major relationships today, uh, countries are investing in all sorts of art power capability, including in space. So we are seeing highly insecure dynamics come into play, even in the space domain. India has signed up to the US's Artemis Accords, established back in 2020 on its face to promote space cooperation via shared rules and principles. And China and Russia are not part of the Artemis Accords. Does that broadly indicate a, a shift on India's part to align much more definitively with the US space program against China and Russia? Absolutely, because we also typically partnered with uh, non-alignment countries when it came to negotiations at the CD, the Conference on Disarmament in Geneva, where space security and arms control issues are debated. So we partnered with the G21 countries, insisting always on a legally binding verifiable mechanism. From there, India to move to supporting and being part of a US-led lunar governance mechanism, I think that's a big shift that I'm seeing. India is increasingly aligning with the U.S. and U.S. partners. So whether you're looking at India's relationship with Japan, India's relationship with Australia, India's relationship with Singapore. So India is increasingly in the camp of U.S. in that sense. So signing on to the Artemis Accord, the alternative is the China-Russia proposed the International Lunar Research Station, ILRS, which is a similar proposal in terms of lunar governance but the fact is that given the Russia-China relationship and given India's own dynamics with these two countries, that was never going to be an option for India as far as lunar governance, lunar cooperation arrangements are concerned. And the Artemis Accords are in line with the Outer Space Treaty, which is the foundational treaty mechanism governing the activities of outer space. So that gave India, I would say, a lot more comfort in going with the Artemis Accords, gaining that support within the country as well than... Um, any other proposal, including the INRS. Interestingly, the last three years, we have also been discussing outer space, even within the context of the Quad, that again involves US, India, Australia, and Japan. So India is increasingly aligned with US and US partners in a sense. And just finally, Prime Minister Modi was very prominent in the moment of the landing, unsurprisingly. Is the success a matter of genuine bipartisan consensus or has it been in some ways politicized domestically within India? So, of course, uh, it is politicized at some level. Um, but, you know, this is a mission that has been invested by the previous leadership as well. Previous governments when they were in power, Chandra had one happened in 2008, well before the Modi BJP government came into office. So, I think the, uh, the pride of the country is bipartisan, I would say. When it comes to India's soft landing and India's achievement, it is the support for these through India's space accomplishments uh, is across the board, bipartisan, as well as among the larger public. It's like so very loud and clear how much support they enjoy. Fantastic. Dr. Raji Rajagopalan, thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. Thank you so much. And Dr. Raji is Director of the Centre for Security, Strategy and Technology at the Observer Research Foundation in New Delhi. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines.
on the ABC Listen app.